Welcome to Something Inventive. This episode we'll be talking about content planning and we have a special guest, Tess Coglan Allen. Hi Tess. Hello, thank you very much for having me. No problem. She's the marketing manager at MindDoodle and we'll be finding out a little bit more about that uh, program a bit later on. We're also sponsored by Inventive People and I'll talk about them later as well. We haven't got any follow-up, so shall we just dive straight in? At yeah. Test, talk about uh, talk a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are with Mind Doodle. Sure, sure. So I've been uh, with Mind Doodle uh, since its inception, um, so a good a good couple of years now, and we are based in Bristol in the UK. Before that, I've worked in a number of um, roles related to communications, copywriting. I've been an editor for some tech magazines and all sorts of other things that are usually related to content in some way. But it could be, you know, projects have been like organizing events and things as well. Uh, but, you know, again, content and ideas based always. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I lived in Cardiff. Now I live in Bristol. So I haven't traveled very far, but it's a, it's a lovely community here. And, and also talking of communities, I'm involved with the WordPress community. And that, that's how we met, actually, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that was at WordCamp Bristol, which is actually one of my first WordCamps I've been to. I'm very excited by it. Um, it, was a, it was a fun day. I couldn't actually make both days which is mm -hmm. a bit of a shame, but it's really, really good. Lots of content. In fact, we recorded a video with Richard and Elliot, who I attended the conference with, a little yeah. roundup video. So if anyone wants to see that, that's on our website. But yeah, I, I came across your, uh, I was talking to a colleague of yours as I saw your stand, and I was interested by the, the, the mind map connection and the WordPress plugin. And yeah. something I've always struggled with, with, with WordPress, in fact, any website, trying to understand all of the pages and how they're connected. Because sure, you can go and make a mind map and, or, or a Word document with an outline list, and you can do that but it's static. It never resembles exactly the live site, particularly once you start making changes. And so that's what caught my eye, really. Yeah, and there, you can go really in depth with it. And, and, you know, the experts will talk about information architecture. But actually, it, it really... In its in its most basic element, it's a visual sitemap, and that's what appeals to people because suddenly they can see how their structure of their site works, how it all makes sense, the hierarchy of parent and child pages, all stuff that's really simple. Basically, mm. we've we've taken it back to basics, but that's kind of the beauty of it, and I think that's really appealed to people so far. The the plugin that we've created is is brand new. It was created. It, it, we we've been working on it for a while, but we launched it in May. You know, we're only a, a month in, so we're making lots of new features available soon as well. Just going back to WordCamp Bristol. In fact, before the show started, we were talking about you. You're developing some speaking skills and, and going out there and evangelizing. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that process and how you found that. Yeah, sure. So every time I give a talk, everyone says, you're so relaxed. I can't believe how comfortable you are up there. And they get really good feedback. And that's so lovely. But it's not the truth at all. <laughs> I'm super nervous. It takes me a lot of emotional preparation to get ready. I need to be 100% sure of what I'm saying for it to come out mm. correctly. Uh, so I can't wing it. I'm not that type of person at all. It's a journey that I've started, this whole public speaking thing. And I'm loving it. It doesn't mean it's easy. And uh, do you know what's the, the nicest thing is that if you speak at a conference, so I spoke at Word WordCamp Bristol and, and a month before that I spoke at WordCamp London mm. and, and for anyone who doesn't know WordCamps are WordPress conferences. Yes sorry yeah thank yeah. you we should have gone into that. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're for anyone from a developer to a designer to an accessibility uh, specialist or a UX specialist or a blogger content creator or user or maker of WordPress. It's quite a broad audience, even though we're all connected by mm. this technology that we use. But that gives you the benefit of being able to talk about a huge variety of topics. The best thing there is that you can usually find a topic that's kind of 
your niche you don't need to try and change it for the audience because mm -hmm. there'll be someone from the audience who's really really interested in what you're talking about the nice thing then about word camps is that it's a super supportive community so for example with the speakers sometimes word camps will create like a chat like say on slack a slack channel um where they can chat and, and get to know each other and give each other support and guidance right. so actually i was super honest about being nervous about being a speaker even though i, I kind of know that i prepare enough it's gonna go well but that doesn't stop the nerves and, and the panic and the anxiety I was quite honest and basically they all all the other speakers at the conference were pitching in with advice support and and when it boiled down to it I realized that that's all I actually needed was some some kind words and knowing that there'd be some people around if I needed them to ask or, or give a hug to sort of thing <laughs> yes it's nice to know that the that what you're feeling isn't strange isn't it's a lot of people have felt that even if they're more comfortable in in front of speaking uh, in front of people now to know that they too felt the same when they started that journey. Yeah, you picked up on a really good point there because even the experienced speakers told me some of them used to feel it, some of them still feel it now. I was speaking to Tim Nash of, uh, is he of 34SP? Oh yeah, I missed his talk actually, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was speaking to him in WordCamp London because he gave an excellent talk on security in WordPress and I'd just given a talk, I think I talked to her at the same time, so we were both sort of hanging around the same area afterwards, sort of coming down from being on stage and uh, he said, someone had tweeted saying, I want to taste the coffee that, that Tim's been drinking and he was like, no, I haven't touched caffeine, this is just this like buzz that I need to reach to deliver this great talk <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so funny that what we're going through being on stage in front of everyone and sort of bearing our souls by opening up and telling them something it could be something really personal it could be something purely technical but regardless we're letting them in it's a roller coaster and it's emotional and it does sometimes take all of your energy out of you you need to go and take 10 minutes in a silent room after <laughs> but it's a lovely lovely journey to go on so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there well well done I mean do you have I know this I know our topic was content but do you have any tips for people who, who, who are doing maybe their first talk and are really nervous about it yes so things that really helped me um so, well I'm an over preparer so not everyone this won't help everyone but for someone who is, is going to feel much more comfortable if they've practiced a bunch of times is to practice out loud either to mm. people ideally or if you don't have people there all the time you know your cat or your dog like that will be better than nothing also when you're speaking you might not want to look at the audience but it's more important to look at each person in the audience or at least pretend to so it looks like you're giving everyone eye contact because they feel you're bringing them in they feel mm. involved whereas if you're looking down or or looking away which you probably will do a bit of that's going to put them arm's length so that's my my big advice is to bring them in with your eyes <laughs> i've i've found when i do talks actually that makes it easier to look at really? people because you know for me anyway i know that they're listening and they're interested yeah. I, I can gauge a bit more uh, do they understand what i'm talking about do they want more information sometimes you can't tell sometimes people are just so they look bored but i was told <laughs> that often when people look bored it's because they're thinking what you're saying is making them think oh how interesting and it's not it's not necessarily um, a bad thing most people when they've got a neutral face they look sad or bored it's really not an issue <laughs> 
How funny. Well, that's a really good tip to share. Don't um, be put off by bored looking faces. No, and at the end of the day, they've come to see you. They've known the bill. You're on the bill. It's certainly with WorldCamp Bristol in that particular one, there's set different streams. So they've come to see you actively. It's not like you're you're interrupting anything in their day. You know, that it's um, something they should be looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for that test. Anything else on WordCamp Bristol? I don't know. I mean, I, I think if if anyone is into WordPress and they want to get more into the community, certainly the the, the WordCamps are great. Uh, the meetups are brilliant as well. I go to a local one in Cheltenham. I, I know there's one in Bristol. Um, yeah, I used to be one of the co-organizers of that uh, co-organizers of of the Bristol meetup. I did that for a year, but then other project took my attention, so I needed to be kind to myself in that <laughs> yeah. not not to take on too much at the same time. Now I'm co-organizing WordCamp Europe, uh, which is like oh big- well, no- nothing that small. It's just <laughs> yeah. like quite big. I know, I know, but it's it's. Do you know what the beauty of that is? Obviously, it's brilliant to give back to your local community, and people should always start there and and get involved there. The beauty of then going to something like WordCamp Europe is that suddenly you're chatting with other organizers from countries all over the world, really different backgrounds, different levels of seniority Mm. or experience with WordPress. Sometimes, you know, people who don't really use, you know, they use WordPress, their main area of expertise might be in experiential marketing or something. It it could be anything. So that's been my favorite part of organizing, you know, such a a big WordCamp is that the people I get to, to spend time with to organize it are so diverse and interesting. And I never would have got to meet all of those people if I hadn't. But I do feel somewhat responsible for how big the conference is getting because I'm, I'm leading the communication team so that kind of covers marketing and things mm. although it's a very popular event anyway you know with, without us being involved it was to be very popular we've reached capacity of over 3,000 attendees now so it's all getting you know got a bit real <laughs> wow okay that'll be yeah. fun and where's where, where's that taking place oh yeah so every year it's in a different uh, city mm. in Europe so 2019's is in Berlin lovely good luck with that thank you thank you uh, we should move on to content and I think for me where I want to start that your expertise will come in to play really is, I, I think a lot of people struggle with planning the content in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think when when we're looking at a website, a lot of people want it to look nice. So they start looking at the design, they look at other people's sites, and that's where they focus their attention. But really, I think people need to just take a step back from that and think about what's important to your audience, what's important to people using the site, how can they get in, uh, get the information they want quickly? How can you then get them to take an action? And And really, to me, planning the content first even if it's just a sketch outline and not worrying too much about the detail of the words is so important, but often missed. Yes. And that's really interesting there that you say not necessarily the detail of the words, because I'm a big believer in getting started, seeing what happens and then going back and refining. So it could be that you come up with general topics and key areas. It could be that you come up with lots and lots and lots of points. So go for quantity over quality to begin with. And then you don't you don't finish with quantity over quality. You take it back yeah. at a later stage and you refine what you've you've done and you make sure that, you know, the end uh, sort of product that you've created, which is, you know, your web content is fitting the brief perfectly, is going to attract the right audience and make them convert into something. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in just getting started because I feel like with other writers, so like novelists, um, fiction writers, they were always talking about how, you know, the book's not going to write itself and yeah. you really need to get started and it and, and actually write 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 and don't even edit until a later point but I don't hear that so much in terms of you know 
content marketing or or web content, you, you don't really hear the same ethos, even though it really should be a similar thing where you just get started and then see what happens. Yeah, at the moment, actually, and I'll, I might bring this up as a good use case. We're um, we're developing a new website. In fact, let me see if I can share that on the screen. Oh, cool. Just for, just for a bit of fun. So we're developing a new website. And what we're starting with is just porting. We just started with a loose sitemap. And then we just started just bringing in either the content we had, other content we've written from other emails, mm -hmm. and just start putting into place, you know, using that as a framework for, for where we're starting from. But but actually, maybe we'll take a step back. I've dived in too far. We we started off really with a sitemap, and I, I wasn't aware of your tool at the time, so I just think we had just a very simple bulleted outline. I wanted to get a good feel for what the key pages were on the website before diving in and worrying about the exact detail of the headers and, and the text and the call to actions. It was really trying to understand the main areas I wanted people to go to. You know, what are people searching for? What pages do we need to create to, to satisfy that demand? And uh, what, what areas do I want to sell? So where what do I need to promote? That sort of broad view of how everything's going to fit together. That's the sort of magic you get from creating a, a sitemap to start with. Mm. Otherwise, you know, I was talking about just getting started with the writing, but I suppose you're right. We did jump a bit too far ahead because if you just did that, you'd end up with a novel like we were talking about. But you do need some structure and some frameworks in, in place to begin with. But so yeah. are you really in favour of totally content first, design second, or is it somewhat a sort of flexible approach? Well, as you can see from the website, it certainly isn't design first. This is just our basic template. It allows us to outline almost wireframe things, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much an advocate for of the design will help convey the content to mm -hmm. the user in the right way. So we will actually be designing the site around the content once it's in place. I know the content will change at a later stage because you might, certainly when you're getting down to the detail of text, you're, you're going to want to re revise and write the text so it looks right as well as um, it reads yeah. well. So yeah, that, that comes very much later. But it has been a stage of, we, we go through the outline and I look at all the key pages, then, then we pull those into, into WordPress as soon as possible because then you can start getting a feel for it and then start fleshing out the content. As I say, we're just basically bringing it in and then editing it down, bringing it in and editing it down and moving things through. But let's step back because I, I wasn't aware of your, your tool at the time uh, in terms of doing this. And maybe it's just worth having a, a just, just a quick demo of how that might work and what, what a mind map might look within that. So this is your website. I, I have got an account, so I'll just log in on that. So I've actually done this in reverse. I won't go into the plugin now. We'll come back to that later. But you've actually got a way of connecting to a WordPress site and, and then your, your tool will actually... Um, link between the WordPress site and your tool so they're, they're in sync. In some ways, as a way of doing uh, having a content audit of your website, you can actually put the plugin in place, backports all of that into here. Exactly. But you can start from scratch and build your site from, from scratch, or you can plug into an existing site and then voila, you can see the structure. And, and so for me, what, what we've got here is it actually pulled, pulled out the key areas of the site. It mm -hmm. pulled out the hierarchy so we can see that all these pages sat underneath this one. Even though I had a fairly good idea on on paper um seeing what the outline was like and then we put it into wordpress and got a feel for how it how you could click through and move through the pages bringing it back into a, a mind map diagram like this was really helpful just to just to see that actually some of the areas like the blog really we want them to sit under our marketing resources mm -hmm. uh, and the events as well and it gives me more clarity about the particular pages we've got on here so it, just for me, I'm a very visual person. So having something like this allowed me to really take a snapshot of the website and understand where all the pages were and how they fitted together. Yeah. And you can change the hierarchy too. So you you, you can drag and drop one idea, 
place it on top of another and that will change the parent hierarchy there so it's 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 basically a way of speeding things up and sort of piecing things together visually but beyond a visual tool that actually creates your site or, or ch makes the changes to a real time saver. And so if we take a step back and you, you've got a blank drawing board, you've got some ideas about how you want to structure your website, whether it's a, a completely new one or you're restructuring an existing one, how does my mapping help with that particular process? Sure. So I would, there's a couple of different approaches you can take. If we forget about the fact that it's content for a website for a second and just think okay. you're just trying to come up with some ideas or, or some it could be content for anything, whether that's a blog post or social media campaigns or something. You go back. So the first way to do it is to think totally freely and totally organically. And you just start with one word in the middle and you let your imagination run wild. Basically, the visual technique means that you create many, many, many more ideas that are kind of different possibly unachievable if you'd worked in a different way and you go totally free and again like I said to get quantity over quality at this stage and you know the idea is that your left side of your brain and your right side of your brain are working together because mm -hmm. you're both you know organizing and structuring things but you're letting your creative side you know run free so that's the, the the best way to start but you can go into it in a bit more of a strategic way if you do have something like content planning for a website at the center so in that case you know you, you're not just thinking about a topic mm -hmm thinking strategically about what you need to do and so in that case you might have different elements that you want to explore in your mind map like keywords if you if you're working on SEO um, so perhaps it's a way to explore not only the, the possible keywords that you want to go and research or it could be the other way around where you know you want to achieve something so you need to to, to go back and find out if the, you know which keywords are going to work for that or it could be that you found one specific keyword and you need to come up with like 10 or 20 ways to get that into your content somehow yeah. um, so there's loads of different ways you can kind of like invert the process and, and make it work for you uh, and then and then another sort of brilliant thing about mind mapping if you're using a, a tool like this is that you can jump into each of those ideas sort of drill into them to add content and add media mm -hmm. and then if you were creating sort of a blog post or something you can export it at the end into a word document so each of the ideas and all the content you know in the notes section and, and the media you add will all, all export into a document which can right. be easily transferred somewhere else okay so, so it could actually be quite useful as a way of just starting that content process yeah. um, maybe from my point of view then handing it over to someone to write and fill in everything out all the other information exactly and actually mm. it's oh, sorry it's a totally collaborative tool so if you worked with a team on here or just you know a, a couple of people anything that you do on your mind map they see in real time and there's chat functionality in there as well so you can actually discuss what you're doing as you go so there's a lot there's a lot to it if you, if you want to make the most of all those elements there is and there's actually a few other tools up here that i was um yeah. looking at and I, I i did speak to you about this uh, at the conference the task backlog so you can actually put the different tasks in that relates yeah. to work you're doing mm -hmm. so that's really turning it from just a mind mapping tool into something which can actually manage work our idea is that it's great to have creativity you know drilled into every part of your project so it's more than just creative thinking it's making ideas happen or making projects happen mm. creatively uh, and there's also this SWOT analysis which I found fascinating so tell me a little bit more about that and how that came to be so SWOT is a well-known technique for people who who run businesses um, 
but it might not be a, a completely familiar for other people. So I'll just explain. Mm -hmm. It stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And it's a form of analysis where you can you can use infer strat strategic movements. Uh, so for example, say you were creating some content uh, and you were mind mapping the process of creating content. So say you're like reviewing your, your content creating creation process. Some of the ideas in your mind map might be great writers. That mm. might be one of the things that you want to point out. Another might be poor read or something, you know, maybe you're a startup or, or you're, you know, you're a freelancer or something like that. Another might be, you know, okay, guest blogs. And, and let me put this in terms of SWOT analysis. When you click the SWOT analysis button, those ideas in your mind map come up on screen in an unassigned category and mm. you can drag and drop them to strengths, weaknesses, uh, opportunities and threats. So perhaps if you had the great writers idea, you'd move that to strengths because that's an internal strength uh, for your company or or your skills and then when it comes to the weaknesses you know you you know we said possibly a poor reach for a small organization so that that's a weakness but using that weakness you can inf you can find out ways to improve you know strategically align yourself so that you know maybe guest post would be an opportunity mm -hmm. so because you could use someone else's reach and then you know a threat perhaps yes the guest post is great but you don't directly you know win from the seo unless they add a backlink so that's the threat so you need to just be fully aware of all those parts in order to move forward with with any changes processes or new campaigns you're going to run so the idea is that the, the SWOT analysis allows you to really dive into how things are working whilst taking a step back and actually then once you've you know added everything to each category you can uh, view some 3d charts oh yes you can yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we've only got a couple of points on this one, but if you can, you can end up with a really full um, range of three D charts, and then yeah. if you if you go further into you know more advanced analysis, you can actually weight each of the strengths. So if there was something right. that's really yeah. likely to happen, you'd give it a higher weighting, and then it's a bigger sphere. It's a whole rabbit hole to delve into. It is, and actually, there's a couple of templates. I don't know if I've got them here, but if I if I add one in, you can you can choose these templates. And actually, the oh, yeah. SWOT analysis might be quite relevant for things that may be more personal in a mm -hmm. business. If you're, you've got a one-to-one -one meeting well that could be with a client who wants to renew the contract and you could say well that's just like an employee talking to their boss about getting a raise or doing more doing a different uh, role in there so it's it could be about how you you can list all the things you're good at things you're not looking at you can use your SWOT analysis to move them into the right areas and I yeah. think that you know there's a lot of scope certainly outside of content it removes a barrier for entry when it comes to things like SWOT analysis because just by mind mapping it to begin with things spill out it, it's an easy process to use mm. so and then you know you, you sort of jump forward because then suddenly you can do SWOT analysis so it speeds up a lot of processes which is great yeah it's fascinating well let's uh talk about the plugin so let me move that so we've got we've got our website here it's just a regular wordpress website and you can you can install the mind doodle plugin the thing that caught my attention and i thought is absolutely fab is it generates a sitemap from your pages and gives you a very quick visual representation of all the pages on the site no you know no matter how big it is which is is useful when you're building a new website or if as a lot of the case for us is we want to analyze an existing website mm -hmm. and we've got tools that do this we use um seo spider which is really oh, good yeah. at spidering the site and giving you a visual but it's it's intense yeah this is a, a much simpler way of just getting a really good, and I mean simple in a good way. It's a, it's a nice, simple representation. It's very logical, which I like. Um, talk us through this a little bit uh, and the site and the plugin in in detail. So we've taken some of the 
most popular elements of Mind Doodle and tried to expand it so that it helps people in different contexts. Everyone kept talking to it. You know, we focus a lot on, on user experience and feedback, and that helps us to, to create sort of a strategy for how we create new features. The visual sitemap came from responses from the WordPress community and, mm. and requests, basically, that they could raise some of the visual elements of Mind Doodle in, in terms of creating their websites. So they could already sort of, you could do it, but it wasn't going to work. You're going to have to repeat it. And that's the case for visual sitemaps. So if you're going to draw on paper, for example, you can do this, mm. but you have to repeat it then and implement it in a separate you know, process. But the beauty about this is that you, you can map things out using the tool, using the plugin from your WordPress dashboard. And you don't have to repeat it because it's more than a graphical tool. It actually creates the pages. You can move the pages around, change the parent-child hierarchy. Basically, you're never repeating your, your work. Everything that you see, you, you're actually making those changes. Uh, and, and we get a lot of positive feedback um, in terms of uh, people working with clients as well. Mm, yeah. There's a client... Um, who perhaps at the stage of the development process, uh, it's safer for them to be using MindDoodle instead of using, you know, logging into the WordPress dashboard. Even though WordPress is so wonderful for, as a CMS for people to use, no matter what their technical skills are, there are some circumstances where the clients are better off. Uh, it's a safer environment to be away from the WordPress dashboard. So in those cases, um, the, the collaborative element makes it much easier for people to use the the connection between the mind doodle platform and, and the wordpress dashboard um and then there's lots of other sort of of ways to use the sitemap um mm -hmm. so for example you can add tasks to each of the pages uh and then that again it connects to the task board that you showed in mind doodle yeah that's uh, right. here's an example yes uh, so you have a summary and you can dive into each of the pages as well. So this could be really useful if you're working with someone on the content side of things. So you yeah. could deliver the tasks directly in WordPress and yeah. you wouldn't need to use a, a, another tool for that. Exactly. But basically, again, it's many, many different ways to make the whole process smoother mm. and simpler and then inevitably quicker using, like I said, some of the, the key elements of Mind Doodle in a WordPress context something that i thought was really interesting and i just want to, um, to clarify it because you were saying that maybe the client's working in mind doodle and mm -hmm. that's how they see the site but but the developer is working in wordpress and so they see all the content that way mm -hmm. uh, would this allow the client to add additional pages to the mind map and then they get pushed through to the website yes absolutely that you could there's different user access that can be set so clients can be given different um levels of access so perhaps you might want to set it so that they can't delete any existing pages, but they can add their own new ones. And then they'll be added as like a draft. And mm. then the, the site admin or someone who is using the, the WordPress dashboard can publish those pages. There's lots of tailoring that can be done so that everyone has the right access and you minimize risk, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that, that's great. Sometimes you do want a client that doesn't really, it doesn't need to at a stage dive yeah. straight into WordPress because there, there's something else they need to learn at that time whereas a mind map very visual and they can move things around they can rename them in there maybe just worry about the top level stuff mm -hmm. while everyone is looking at everything else no it's great it seems like a really good tool and uh, is there anything else like it on the market i've not seen anything 
I don't believe there's anything just like it. There are some sitemaps for SEO, so they mm. won't be like visual sitemaps that actually build pages, but they'll help people know. Is it called an XML? About the sitemap XML format? Yes, that's it. Yeah. That, that, that helps. So, so there's different, it's totally different uh, functionality, different reason you might use it. Yeah. So there, there's some of those, but I haven't seen anything like this. And then we'll keep building and making it better. So there's already some stuff in the pipeline that we're hoping to improve and, and add new features. Yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's a great tool. We talked about post-show. Um, I was asking about whether um, you could incorporate WooCommerce pages and other yeah. custom post types in there. Yeah, so right now, uh, like I said, it's, it's quite a new, it's a totally new plugin. So at the moment, we've just released it with pages only in the sitemap. But mm. we promise as a company at the very beginning that we'd always stay adaptable and keep you know the users at the center of all our decisions. And so we've gone out and asked for feedback and we've had people say, yeah, I would love to see posts in that as well, even though it could get quite big. So we're figuring out a way. You want an expanding collapse, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for yeah that. exactly. Uh, and then custom post types and also uh, WooCommerce like product directories as well, because yeah. it's really hard to visualize all of that. And, and a tool like this makes it much easier. So those are all on in our roadmap. And we're working on those at the moment. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, again, you know, we respond to requests. We, we talk about them and, and make sure that they're right. And, you know, we wouldn't do anything anyone asks, but we look at, you know, okay, we've had, you know, a large quantity of people saying this would work for them. Let's explore that. And uh, that's really, that's really nice aspect of working at a startup, actually. It's nice to be involved in that sort of ethos and mentality. Well, I want to touch on a few other things, but to have a break and go to our sponsor. So the sponsor for this episode is Inventive People. And that's actually a service we've we've created. So we've built a website, a collective of creative, uh, technical and marketing people that, that I've worked with over the last nine years of, of running Rather Inventive. And often those people either work behind the scenes or, or they're working with us on a project. So I've, I've known a lot of them very well and can, can vouch for, for all of them. What I found that a lot of the time when people wanted to work with someone to, to work on a small project, they had to supply a brief, they get a cost and there's a lot of uncertainties. Maybe they haven't worked with that person before. So if they're not coming through us and have a relationship with us, they've got to build a new relationship with that person. So what we did is we put together around 60 common marketing and promotional tasks with fixed prices. Um, and really a good understanding of what you'll get, uh, how long it will take, what isn't included in that particular one. Now, let me show you an example of that. So if we go to our website, what we're doing a lot of recently is actually web development. But in an area where we're not doing the web development, we're guiding people through. We're actually coaching them through that process. And actually, I might bring Mind Doodle into some of those uh, <laughs> while we're working with them. So if we, if someone wanted that, they would go to our website category. They choose to help you uh, self-build a new website. Now, we don't specifically work just in WordPress. For some people, that's not what they want. Maybe they're familiar with Squarespace or Shopify or maybe even Wix. So what we'll do really is not necessarily be so specific about the platform but really look at um, the process of understanding the audience, your competitors, what search optimization you need, so what pages need to be put into place, that content plan, what we've been talking about now. And really, they should be able to get a good understanding of what they're going to get for that website by going through either a couple of the images here, just giving them a loose example of the types of site they might get, or looking at the description, and it tells them exactly they're going to get five one-hour Skype or phone calls, which they can use over whatever period of time they like. 
We're going to help them with all these different things from structure, page structure, SEO, choosing the right platform, the design. We're going to help them get it live. I think that's a, apart from the content, getting things live can be a really uh, technical sticking point for a lot of people. And we, we guarantee we'll help them with that. So whatever platform they use or whatever host they've got, we'll sort it out for them. And also you get one year's membership to our Inventive Marketing Club. So we've also got what's not included on there, which I think is really key for people. So they know what the remit is, if there are any additional costs, what they're going to be. And if they've got any other questions they can ask before they purchase. But once they're ready to purchase, they just add it to their cart, go to checkout. And actually as listeners of this podcast, you get 20% off your first order. So what they do, all they need to do is type in Inventive Pod cast if i can spell it correctly apply it and they'll get 20 percent discount straight away and then they just fill in the details and buy with credit card or backs simple That's as a great that deal yeah it is a fab deal everything we've got on there is trying to um, encapsulate all the sorts of mini projects that people work on from getting a blog article written to just making some website updates new star photos mm -hmm. a client video everything like that really so if if any of that captures your attention go and have a look at inventivepeople.co.uk and make sure you use the discount code inventive podcast okay moving on just before we finish before we round off have you got any tips uh, or guidance for people who are who are reviewing their content so they've got an existing website and they want to review it uh, to slim it down and make it more functional maybe help search optimize it anything like that whether the mind map process or any other content ideas yeah i think my first tip would be um make use of like a task board or some sort of you know it, it could be the task board in mind to do it could be something else but something to structure what you need to do so that you make sure you get it done because mm. many people who work who write content we are often creatives and sometimes you need a little bit of structure to make sure you stick to what you you should be doing although it should be often a tangent 300 3000 words on an seo skyscraper and you wouldn't have done what you intended to do yeah. my first tip is to, to structure your work with with tasks and also it, again if you are a content writer or content planner in some you know some form sometimes those tasks that you do have to do don't always have really nicely defined start and finish points and that for me anyway is something that I struggle with because say say you're you're doing some social media stuff um you could be you could be like losing days doing social media stuff and never feel like you actually reached the the point the end goal that you wanted to get yeah. to <laughs> is horrible so you know, as much as it's fun you don't get that nice sort of feeling of oh finished yeah. so when you create some tasks uh, and use a task board you can actually move things along and you get that sort of that nice feeling of okay that's completed you know i can fit, forget about that for now so that's my first tip second tip i think is you know when we talked about quantity over quality when you're coming up with ideas and you're starting your process when it comes to finishing the process or reviewing what you've got on your website in terms of content it's going back and looking at whether all those words are necessary because mm -hmm. we like words we like throwing extra words in but really we need to be super succinct and okay yes we might be adding some making sure we have lots of um keywords for seo but we need to balance that with good readability it needs to be accessible in terms of readability and it also needs to be pleasant to read yeah. so we can't overload it with with keywords some of the basic principles of how to write well like having a different lengths of sentences and making sure that you don't have you know additional words that aren't necessary that you show don't tell as much as possible all of that 
you know, it's so easy to to lose when you're off, you know, writing and writing and writing. So you've got to really focus on bringing it back to to delivering the best possible messages to your audience in a succinct way that people enjoy reading. You reflect either your company or your client properly and, and fit the brief. So I think the, the main point after all that rambling is after you've done all your writing and you need to review, you really need to be craftful. Yes, Craft- crafty. Um, I don't know if you have any tools that help with this, but I often use Grammarly. Um, yeah. We actually have a paid account because my, my wife's a copywriter. Oh, cool. Um, and so she uses that as a way of once she's written in Word, because it's her, her program of choice, she'll take it from Word and put it into Grammarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Grammarly does is it'll just do that sanity check for you. So it'll run through and anything you may have missed, it, it pulls that out. But it will also go and check if it's been um, if you're plagiarizing the content. So if you're mm. copying and pasting it from another website, it will tell you. Um, wow, I didn't know it did that. So that's yeah. my premium premium version. That's worth worth paying for, yeah. yeah. And it's—I don't know how much it costs. Let's let's say 100, 150 pounds a year. I thought. But or dollars. Um, so it does things like plagiarism. It'll tell you about passive voice and active yeah. voice, which I still don't get, but I'm, I'm yeah. learning through Grammarly <laughs> and lots of things like that. So it's not just about spell checking and it's about rephrasing it. It's about you can specify whether it's a informal, formal, what you're trying to achieve out of it. It's, it's, mm. it's quite a, good, a cool tool, but you can use it completely for free mm. uh, to begin with. And actually, I say completely for free. Your tool you can use completely for free as well. Yes. Uh, initially. Yes. And um, the WordPress plugin as well. We can use all of that for free. I know. Awesome. Yeah. Basically, there's if if it benefits you enough, you you use the tool enough, you benefit from upgrading to the premium account. So mm-hmm. the the sort of limits are a limited number of tasks, like ten tasks, and then a limited number of weeks of um, chat history, a limited amount of media. That you can upload so you can really you can mind map uh, to your heart content heart's content and still make the most of the free version it's just for those teams who really want to really delve in and make benefit from the full functionality and and, and be productive without limits it was important to us that this tool is about making ideas happen and you know we didn't want to get in the way of that too much we want people to actually make the most of of their ideas their their content writing their wordpress site and wordpress for those who don't know is open source anyone can use it for free and contribute to it and help make it even better uh, so all of that ethos you know helps influence us too so well just to round off i want to talk about a few um i've been on the blog recently so one of the articles i wanted to share and we've put a lot of content out a lot of video content recently mm-hmm. actually but one of the things i wanted to pull out is uh, an interview with tom ross from design cuts and i i met tom i say met i met him through linkedin actually cool. um he runs this uh, great business called design cuts where they offer a lot of imagery patterns and other stuff um shapes that creators would use when they're designing things online particularly patterns is a big thing he mm. mentioned so if you want to know more about how he manages his community because he's got a community of both creatives supplying the website but also customers if you want to find out more about that uh, particularly about how he, he he makes sure he pays attention to every particular member do listen it's a really good podcast and and youtube video as well as i mentioned we're doing lots of youtube videos we've got a lot up now but every single podcast will be going out as video any particular roundups if we go attend conferences then they'll be going up as videos as well we've got one that's still it's actually just been finished editing but it's going up about the wxg web expo guildford which happened a couple of weeks ago so we've got a roundup from that moving on we've also got events on our website as well ones coming up are you know about google analytics search optimization we've got our 
internet marketing club as well online. So check out our events page. That's ratherinventive.com. We've also had a fab review from Jonathan Pollinger. Here we go. Yeah, Jonathan, he's uh, been on the podcast as a guest a couple of times. He's a great guy, real um, social media guru. I can say that, not him. And he said, uh, five star, always a great listen. Ben has some great guests and always manages to get the best out of them. There's no flannel here, just interesting chat insightful opinions and practical tips on marketing and business. So thank you very much for that review, Jonathan. And on that note, if, if you have found this interesting, one of the ways you can really help us is by giving a rating on iTunes. So if you're listening in your podcast player, I think if you go to our main podcast view, scroll down the bottom, you'll see the reviews there. Do add yours in and, and give us feedback. Give us honest feedback about what we can do to improve or just share it with someone else. If you found it interesting, share the podcast with someone else. And if they don't know what a podcast is, uh, grab their phone and subscribe them to our podcast to really open up a whole world of joy. I certainly get a lot out of podcasts and I know other people do too. Right, well, we're almost finished, uh, Tess. Where can we find you online? Oh, good question to finish. So you can get to MindDoodle at MindDoodle.com, M-I-N-D-D-O-O-D-L-E com on twitter we're at minddoodle.com and my personal twitter is tess c underscore a so t-e-s-s-c underscore a great well i'm at ben canard on twitter or you can email me yes we use email hello <laughs> at ratherinventive.com you can find the show notes for this episode on our website that's ratherinventive.com slash podcast and as i said if you, if you want to support this podcast if you found it interesting you can do so just by listening that's the first thing you can do and enjoying it the next thing Tell other people, you know, please tell other people if you if you've got something out of this, I know other people will too. But you can also sign up to our Inventive Marketing Club. This is where we meet each month online to dis discuss a topic such as I think last time we spoke about how to get five star reviews. We've looked at YouTube stats, LinkedIn and so on. It's a yearly fee, but it works out about £25 a month, including VAT. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes. Also, you can support us just by visiting our sponsor or buying something from them if you find it useful. So that's Inventive um, people.com and make sure you use the code inventive people for 20% off. Thank you very much, Tess, for joining me today. Thank you um, so much for having me, Ben. It's been lovely. Uh, my pleasure. And thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>